Live from San Diego, California, it's The Tangent Show with Katherine Shelton and Isaac Gonzalez. Hi, everybody. Hope you are doing well. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to The Tangent Show, live from San, San Diego. Diego. Yay. And um, where are we today? Where are we today? We're in Estonia. Estonia. Uh, do you want to know why we are in Estonia, Isaac? Yes, yes. Okay, we are in Estonia because... Oh, I lost the... Um, oh, there it is. Um, so, you know, I've been doing this amazing bobcat in a box thing where you basically pay $20 a month and they send you crap. Yes. And not very much crap, just like the odd, like, dollar item from Alibaba. I got a, I got a new parcel. I was very excited. Let me... Um, so, this came all the way from Estonia. Estonia. Yeah. So, bobcat in a box. We've, we've been sort of mentioning on and off um, through this show. Basically, they're like a bot where you send them, uh, you, you just give them some keywords and they go shopping for you and send you <laughs> random stuff off the internet. And this is what I got. I got um, little Japanese bookmarks. How random is that? It's pretty so random. So you get a, a random package from Estonia and it yeah. just happens to be a Japanese, what are they, like uh, bookmarks? Right. In Estonia. Yeah. Well, from Estonia. This Jap Japanese bookmarks from Estonia. This totally looks like something straight out of Daiso. It really does look like <laughs> Daiso. So anyway, that was my um, bobcat cool. in a yeah. box update. Actually, I really like those. That was better than the random guitar part oh, we yeah, had last yeah, week. Yeah. So yeah. yeah um, okay, bob plus one for Bobcat. Plus one for Bobcat. They won this time around. Oh, so hey, it's International Women's Day. Ooh. And, and guess what, Isaac? What? I am an international woman. You really are. Right, that means it's you've like, got to like honor me and make me tea well, and stuff. Uh, okay, I, you've just, been honored. Right, right. Let's, let's just take... A 10 seconds of silence? Well, this could Maybe that awkward. was too long. Okay. I, I think so. I mean, maybe a couple of Scratch seconds. that. Anyway, how is everybody doing? Hello, Debbie, Tina. Uh, did, I, did, I can't read that. I'm sorry. Hello, did, did, international did, 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 women. Um, Lorraine, Patricia, Charlene. Yes, lots of international women today. Hurrah. Very, yes, yes. So um, it's, it's nice to be with you today on this Friday. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've got lots of cool things coming up. We have... Niche hunting. We've niche got, hunting? We've got okay. some interesting. We've got an interesting site to look at today for niche hunting. We've got platform of the week, and it's going to be a good platform of the week for our lovely tangent template people. Yes. And for KDP people, um, it, it's very much a book creating uh, platform of the week. So that that'll be fun. Uh, we've got cool stuff. Cool stuff. I, yes. I love how we couldn't even be bothered thinking <laughs> of something. That's just this section's called cool, cool stuff. stuff. You've got. Yeah, you've got we, something. We like Sid. Give the title to these. Oh, yes, I do have something for, for Nerd Corner. For Nerd Corner, yep. awesome. And, oh, and we've got the big debate Ooh. when we get to fight. Okay. We, we never fight, though. We always go, well, oh, you could do it this way, or you could do it that way. Oh, no. I know, we're too nice. We, gotta, uh, yeah, we, we need to boxing gloves on. Get some edge, yeah. Um, so, yeah, lots of things going on at the moment. I've got a few shout-outs. Oh, the first one, I want to shout-out my book club. So, on Tuesday mornings, uh, you should join me on YouTube where we are basically on this channel. You can hit the subscribe and hit the bell so that you get notifications. I know that sometimes the notifications don't work. Sadly, I am not Sergey and who's the other Google guy? <laughs> Sergio Brin and uh, I, I, Larry Page. I, I, I mean, tell those guys that you're not getting notifications. I know, I'm sorry. Um, but if you want Technically, to try... they don't work at Google anymore. I, I They're the know. parent company alphabet, just <laughs> go on. <laughs> Do you want to do the show? Yeah, do you go want to ahead. Um, so anyway, um, for your best bet at getting notifications 
hit the bell and subscribe. So then you'll get to see our book club on Tuesday. Well, it's my book club. Really. Yes, yes. You, you, you read um, the book club. Involved. Yeah, that's well, a good book. We are reading um, How to Have a Beautiful Mind by Edward de Bono. And actually, I really enjoyed it on Tuesday. It was fun. I, I, I kind of went a bit more in depth. You went way in depth. I did not I know. We did two chapters that. and I had slides. I'm, my hair's flickering. It's picking me up. Um, <laughs> we had two chapters uh, and we had slides and we talked about how to agree and mm-hmm. how to disagree. And I, it got pretty good feedback. I think people enjoyed it because right now, I think everyone argues a lot on the internet and arguments tend to go a bit crazy on the I internet. I know, no one really accomplishes anything. It's right, just... so this was about how to um, argue beautifully. Oh, so how there's to a connect. beautiful way to argue. There is a beautiful, well, there's a beautiful way to agree with people and there's a beautiful way to disagree with people. So that was what we talked about on Tuesday. Uh, we will be doing chapters three and four that are coming up on cool. this Tuesday. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if you want to join us for that, you don't have to get the book because honestly, I'm probably pretty much going over the whole book <laughs> in there. Um, but it's a book club. You don't have to read it, you know. <laughs> no, I, but, but it's a good book. It's How to Have a Beautiful Mind by Edward de Bono. And Catherine's we'll Lazy Book Club. On Tuesdays. Uh, so it's, it's kind of fun. It's a fun thing. Um, okay, so a couple of other shout outs I wanted to give. Oh, I wanted to give a big shout out to our good friend, Catherine Lowe who is teaching a course called the eight week money fix. The eight week money fix. The eight week money fix.com. I am not paid or compensated in any way to say this. I just think she's super awesome. Um, she basically went from bankruptcy to being a millionaire. Wow. That's an awesome and story. The, the really nice bit is that she took our course in, oh, in, in, yes. on that journey. Yes. She, in between being bankrupt and being a millionaire, she took I, our coloring I, book course. It's a great and story. Yeah. She ended up creating her own genre of coloring books with huge success. Top 10 best-selling Amazon books. And which we still, was, we, at the Amazon store down the street, they still have we, it. We still there see her books. We're still stocking her books. So um, she has a course at the moment about how to manage your money. And guess what? She interviewed me for it. Hey. So if you buy that course, you will find me in there. Hey. There's like an hour. <laughs> Actually, it was just, she, she called me up on Zoom and we were just rah, 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 um, for, for an hour. And we brains, we talked about like how I got started selling online, okay. just the whole story of moving from sort of eBay to Amazon to it's a long story digital it, to it took an hour courses, right? <laughs> to, yeah we, we talked about a lot of well there was a lot of other sort of things in there but anyway big shout yeah. out to Catherine with um, eight week it, it's eight eight week uh eight the number we'll, we'll, put, we'll, oh, put, we'll put a link in there yeah so okay um the other thing i wanted to shout out is oh my gosh asd is around the corner uh-oh ah <laughs> we're, we're, we're supposed oh, look, so I'm, I'm gonna type a link to the course okay, right so there people so can see it. that you've got it yes. um what's it called eight week money mm-hmm. uh i don't know if you can sign up at the moment i'm sure you can uh this is the first run she's done of it so it's kind of a beta version of the yeah. the course uh but she's gonna do subsequent runs of it and it looks pretty awesome i haven't watched all of it but from what i've seen and also she's just a really smart and really nice lady so i i do recommend it and she holds your hand a lot throughout the course we, we had dinner really with her a few asds ago I she know, went over that to was see so us. Cool. That was a that was really fun. cool night. Really, really she, cool. She is a great lady. And yeah. Good person to go drinking with. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, so ASD is around the corner. It is, I think it's March the 17th. We will be talking on two days. 
we're talking on profitable creativity on the Sunday. I believe it's the Sunday we're talking about profitable creativity. Um, so you can join Isaac and me and we'll be just talking about how we've built a business and what sort of lessons we've learned along the way, how we use creativity to build our business and keep building our business. Um, and the second day, we're doing a publishing workshop. Again. Yes, yes, yes. We, we ran that in August. And it was awesome. We had a really, really like amazing turnout for that. And what we did in August when we ran the publishing workshop is we said, bring your laptop or bring an iPad. And by the end of the class, you will publish a book on Amazon from scratch. You that don't have to have awesome. anything written out. Um, yeah. I know Vicky was there. I know Debbie was there. There's quite a few people who are watching now that I remember um, were at that class and a lot of people got their book published by the yeah. end of the class, which was awesome um, from scratch. Yes. So we're doing it all again. Bring your laptop. You don't need anything else. Um, set up an account on KDP. Yes, on Amazon's very important. KDP service. So come along with uh, your account set up on KDP. It's free. It doesn't, it costs you nothing and bring your laptop. And by the end of the class, you will hopefully have a book published on Amazon or ready to go live yes. on Amazon and within two days. Real quick. What is ASD? What is ASD? ASD. Well, it, 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 it's a basically a giant trade show. So ASD, I guess it stood for affordable shopping destination, okay. which is kind of a ridiculous <laughs> like name, um, but it's sort of stuck as ASD. And I think they've kind of dropped the affordable shopping. Yeah. Yeah. It. Um, it, it's just a huge trade show. It's it pretty fun huge. though. Yes. And all kinds of vendors are there. You have both local vendors, wholesalers, and then also you have manufacturing companies and a lot of cannabis and a lot of cannabis they, they yes have like one whole section <laughs> so I, what, what actually asd used to be lots of different shows and they all just kind of merged in together yes. so they also have the source direct section which is awesome if you are thinking of getting into private label uh you're looking to get products made from overseas you can mm -hmm. go to the source direct section so they really have a lot of things i love it just so isaac and i got involved when we were selling fba Mm -hmm. And we go there just to look at all the vendors, look for products that we could sell on Amazon, talk to the vendors, see what's new, see what's trending. And I especially like the August one because yeah. then you get all the products that are going to be huge at Christmas. Yes. So it's really nice to go just to look and see everything that's trending, everything that's about to be in the stores. Um, and then what happened? We made a video there. <laughs> ASD were like, we loved your video, guys. Do you want to come and talk? Yes. Here? So we, with our highly professional. And, and was, we um, were just clowning around, making fun <laughs> of everything we saw in the area. And they were like, great. We loved it. So we, now we get to go and talk to the lovely people at ASD. So yeah. we have a nice room in the South Hall upstairs. Mm -hmm. And we usually, we have donuts and coffee. So it's actually kind of a good pit stop. If you've just arrived at the show, it's your first day at the show come and hang out with us because it's kind of a low-key and friendly yes and you'll find some friends as well like that's mm -hmm. the other thing that tends to happen at our meetups is people tend to find their friends there and then they've got buddies that they can go around the show with and yeah it, it's just kind and of even if you're life. not selling physical products i think it's still worth mm -hmm. to go as just market research you can see where the industry is moving you know what kind of new products and a lot of these companies they've done a lot of market research and so they're anticipating you know what's going to be the next big seller and the other thing is you can actually even if you can't go even if you can't make it you can register on the website and that will give you access to all the vendors yes so that will give Pretty you a ton cool. of information so it's completely free you can register on their website 
and that will give you access to all the vendors who are going to be at ASD. Yeah. So you can check them out, see what's there, um, like a ton of information. Like it, it can be a little bit overwhelming. Like it can, it's so big, it can be a little overwhelming. But if you go with just an open mind and just let's see what I learn, and they have a lot of education. There's a lot of other teachers there, a lot of people doing classes. Obviously, like we like ours. <laughs> yes, um, yes. <laughs> and and we just like seeing people getting oh, hugs. And yeah, that's really cool. Making new friends. So yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> um, so okay, that was uh, ASD we talked about. Okay, so let's get going with our sections of the show because professional mm. um and the first thing we would we're going to do is niche hunting. niche hunting niche hunting so let's uh head into a screen share okay so hopefully you are seeing on the screen oh that that's Catherine's course right there the eight week money fix for those who are asking about it and asd is here asdonline.com oh i guess they've gone back to the affordable show hey. <laughs> okay i'm sorry i said it was a silly name it's a great name um they go asd affordable shopping destination um, we're probably in there somewhere if you look at yeah. education or something. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't want to ruin that. Okay, yeah. so um, our niche hunting for this week is this page, redditlist.com. And this is an awesome uh, little site for research. If you're trying to come up with ideas, if you are brainstorming, if you're like coming, trying to come up with either a marketing idea or a product idea or a book idea, Reddit list is a great place to start because what it does is it looks at all the trending subreddits. Now, if you're not familiar with Reddit, Reddit is basically an anonymous chat service. It's probably the leading, like it's probably the busiest forum service. It's run by the guy who's married to Serena Williams. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's, he's like the owner of Reddit and they yeah. have made huge money from it because it's just become so popular. And it has millions and millions of people subscribed and looking at the different subreddits, which are basically the name of subforums on Reddit. And what I love about this page, Reddit list, is that it shows you the current most uh, active subreddits. So you can see uh, which groups have the most activity right now. You can see which have the most subscribers. And you can see which have the most growth in the last 24 hours. So you can see which are really just taking off. And usually if there's a lot of growth, it's because there's something really interesting going on in there. There's a popular topic. So this growth section can be an amazing place to go just to find something that's really popular, a meme that's about to make the news, uh, an event that's about to make the news. I mean, if you're doing t-shirts, like this is huge as well. Like if, if you're looking yeah. for sort of merch research, looking at subreddits is very, very powerful. And I love this one, like tales from call, call centers. Oh. <laughs> like that's a great one. So we can, we can scroll through a little bit. Um, and you'll find that some of them are a bit cryptic and you're yeah. like, well, what's this even about? Let me go down uh, a little further. Um, I like this one. It's sorry about the rude word, but it's got nature is effing lit. <laughs> and I love that because I feel like you could, um, like it's really easy to say nature pictures yes or like animal pictures or beautiful volcanoes and that's kind of the obvious thing that people go with when they want to describe something like nature however this is where like intersect comes in and this idea of putting like a strong opinion or a strong emotion yes in absolutely something. absolutely so instead of saying beautiful nature pictures you go nature is effing lit guys <laughs> and it, it has the same content like you still have beautiful right, nature pictures. Right, but with a but it gives huge it like, amount of enthusiasm behind it. Yes, right, that kind of attitude. 
attitude and edge. It's like Stir Steve Irwin for 2019. Yeah, and I think like this is something people are really scared to do is put some emotion behind things or put a strong opinion behind things. But like everyone wants to be professional and be like, oh, I have wonderful nature pictures, lovely nature. But sometimes, and as we, we talk to Catherine and her eight weeks. Swear money words face, are strong emotions. Putting a strong emotion, a swear word, being a little irreverent can be very, very powerful in your product creation. The other thing I wanted to talk about this is the idea of making things a thing. Does that make sense? <laughs> a thing. Okay, so let me give you an example. Like coining the phrase? Well, okay, like this, right? I, I, I just stumbled upon this and I thought it was hilarious. Mm -hmm. This guy goes on Twitter and he said, your mom just announced she's running for president in 2020. What's her campaign slogan? <laughs> oh, I see you're crazy. I want to know what you're going to say. <laughs> what would your mom say if it was 2020 and she's running for president? Be careful. I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. You know that was in there. Someone had to be careful. I, I like the top one was, I might as well. I do everything else around here. <laughs> I'll give you something to cry about. Oh, wow. This is great. I, I want to ask, ask the kids now. I'm, I'm wonder, oh I wonder what God. they'd say. They'd be like, I don't know. It's cool. That's probably what I say to them. <laughs> Mommy, can I do this? Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Have fun. <laughs> don't talk back. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this way, nobody's happy. <laughs> don't bother. I'll do it myself. Because I said so. That's yeah, that's why. Go so, to your room. Well, great mom slogans. But what I was thinking about this, it's like this would make a great book. You could have like a little gift book oh, yeah. for your mom. And just have like best mom if my mom was running for president yeah right and so it's like you can turn games like this into a book like if you come up with a concept or an idea like this there's no reason you can't turn it into a book and i have an example so okay th I, I haven't actually sold many of this one yet because i haven't marketed it at sure, all. Sure, sure. in fact i made this as a demo for something else i was doing um however this is a book that I created. Let me go out the share for a moment. So this is a little book that I created for KDP. Um, and it's, it's really kind of a demo book that I made. Um, but it kind of tells you the concept. Basically, we let, let's go yeah, yeah, do the story here. Back it up a so bit. <laughs> a couple of years ago, Isaac and I were staying in a hotel in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't a bad hotel, actually. It was kind of an, I think it was like a sports club or something. Yes, it was. It was a sports it, club. It was, the, it was a very fancy mm -hmm. hotel. And we were staying in this hotel, and very late at night, this guy came down, <laughs> down the corridor. What was <laughs> this dude was like yelling with this girl. He was fighting with this girl. And all we heard was, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Maria, come back, Maria. And then like his buddy's there. Nah, man, you got to take it easy, man. You got to calm down. And she's like, I can't believe you did that. Oh my gosh, I saw that text. Maria, listen. Nah, man, you got to keep it cool, man. And they, they went back for an hour amazing. going back wow. and forth. You, you should get an Oscar. I really, yes. Whoa. Yes. That, that was like a very accurate reenactment. <laughs> and we're like looking through the people like, whoa, what's he doing now? No, we can only whoa, see whoa. them as they went back and forth. But it kept us entertained for like two hours. These people just having a massive fight outside. So we're like, nobody call the cops, please. We want to see where this goes. <laughs> Leave them alone. Let's see where this is going. Because it, it, it got quite exciting. So anyway, what I did, I made a book about this. And I put, basically called it Other People's Fights. Um, for those details you never want to forget. 
And what it has in here, it's a blank, well, it's a low content book. And it has sort of all the information of every fight you over here. So it has um, like the topic of the fight, uh, the date it happened, the people who are involved, uh, how the fight went down. So you can put yeah, some information on that. Oh, wait, we've got memorable lines. Okay. So if there was like something you particularly want to remember that, that if they Maria, sit, I'm sorry. <laughs> Maria, I'm sorry. Um, and the outcome as well, if you get to hear the outcome. Oh, we had like those old people fighting. Oh yes, I forgot about that. The other night. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. There, was, there was like an old couple and they were fighting. And the guy, I, what were they fighting? Oh about? my gosh. They were, I forget. Uh, so it, it was, no, it was, it was what he said to like a clerk. He oh, said something. She was like, I'm too embarrassed to go back there again. And he was like, what? I didn't say anything. But these were like really old people. They were like, like 70, maybe 80 years old. <laughs> yeah. And they just got in a row with each other. And the old man ended up stomping away. But they were quite posh as well. They were yes, they were. Well, and, so. and, and the woman, they ended up going their separate ways. And then I think their daughter or someone had to bring them back together. Oh yeah, the oh yeah, the daughter showed up and she's like, oh, come on, we can go. It was, it was just I hilarious. Was like, wow. So, I mean, we thought like logging people's fights is actually kind of a thing and kind of a funny thing to do. So here's the thing, you can make anything a thing. A thing. A thing. I see what you're the saying. The other one I wanted to do, the, oh, the website I always wanted to do was people not talking to people. <laughs> So you have people sitting at a, at a table. So you know when you go in a restaurant and there's like a couple and they're just both looking at their phones. And it's yeah. just, you're like, why aren't you people talking to each other? They're just like, and I thought that'd be great to just have a website full of pictures of people who are in restaurants just just looking at their phones. So, so, so about eight years ago, we used to go, we used to, when we started dating, we would go out to eat and we would just laugh at every single table. We We're, still do. We still do. However, now because it's 2019, mm. her kids are older and, and mm. everyone has a cell phone. Oh, that's true. We find ourselves uh -huh. being those people we used to laugh at. Oh, yeah. We, we so sit like down and we're all playing on our phone. All five of us are playing on our phone while we're waiting for our food to come. Everyone's playing their own game. The kids are playing an anime game and I'm playing like Fallout Shelter and you're playing Polytopia. Yeah, that's, yeah. And then we all look up and we're like, oh, none of us are talking to each other. Oh, well. Continue on. <laughs> we, we, we kind of enjoy each other's company. That's true. So that's true. I, 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 don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty true. Um, so anyway, the, the thought behind this was look at Reddit list. Um, let's, let me do my screen share again. And what I would say, like, don't just... Oh, wait, is that the right one? There we go. Um, what I would say is don't just like copy the, these names or ideas, but like have a look at the kind of things that work on Reddit. Like this is a brilliant one. Explain like I'm fine. I actually subscribe to that. I love that. You're one that. of the 16 million people I, subscribed to that it's, Reddit. Yes, and it is awesome. They'll take really mm -hmm. complex stuff and say, just tell me like a five-year-old. Right. I, I love it, yeah. So it's just about... And there's another of your favorites there, the instant regret. Yes, I do love instant regret. <laughs> that's like your favorite. I, I could watch that for hours. And you're awful because you always send it to me, and I'm like, that's awful. That's horrible. That's not funny. <laughs> it's like. I don't know. Some, give me what's an instant regret. I think the last one I saw was some dude who tried to tackle an alligator with a blanket. <laughs> it didn't go well. <laughs> instant regret. Instant regret. Um, so yeah. you, you, you kind of get the, the vibe from here. So um, it's redditlist.com. Oh, and I should explain. So we're looking at the SFW okay. um, version of the Reddit list, which is safe for work. Now, there is also the N safe for work which i'm not going to click right now uh, but that is the not safe for work so if you like naughty websites or you're into naughty niches or adult niches if you're in the which, erotica 
category? Yeah, um, which a lot of people, KDP? We, we do have a selling in sexual wellness course mm -hmm. and, and class. Um, if you are in that and looking for ideas for not safe for work, you can just click to that and they have the exact same information, uh, but for adult sites as well. Yes. <laughs> so cool. That was our niche hunting, which was on Reddit list. Are you ready for Nerd Corner? Right oh, now? yeah. So okay, let me let me stop my share. Mm -hmm. And there you go. You can talk all about Nerd Corner. While okay. I my tea. So today for Nerd Corner, I wanted to talk about audio. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I very rarely really talk about is that I actually do a lot of edit of, of audio editing for Catherine's videos. So if you look at her video channel, uh, you'll notice uh, you might look at it and be like, wow, she's really great behind the camera. And she is. Uh, however, behind the scenes, what, what are you saying here? I, I do a lot of audio editing and Taking I also, <laughs> going back. Guys, <laughs> keep digging, it's um, yeah, so I, um, <laughs> well, the audio, well, not only do I have to edit parts of the audio, I also enhance the audio and the program I use to enhance audio is called Audacity. It's a free program and you can look on online. It's both on Mac and PC and it's called Audacity and it's a great audio free audio tool you can use to enhance edit and you can do cool things like take away a hissing sound or a hum so like if you find that your computer monitor is or your computer is really loud making a really loud humming sound and you're like oh no this audio has this huge hum you can actually extract that using audacity and that's one of the things it's useful yeah it's really cool so however if you have your pet snake and it's sitting it's, there hissing you can take that out yes you can <laughs> that's good. I'll, I'll remember that. yes absolutely um and so aside from editing audio i also love to make music and so i don't have a lot of free time but when i do i love uh to make music and what people use to make music today is called a digital audio workstation uh garage band logic pro fruity loops and are some fruity of the loops. it's called fruity loops yes okay. uh, some of the, the fruit loops maybe now is uh, <laughs> um it's, it's some of the uh recording software are, that are people you use be like a hot dj uh you, you can be yes okay. with this and they have you know one of the things you can record multiple tracks they have different sound effects and they have keyboards now one of the things i purchased for my recordings that i want to talk oh. about is this thing That's this cool. thing is freaking awesome it's called the akai mbk mini and I can never pronounce it, but uh, with this, this is a controller. And what you do is you plug this into your computer. And if you have a digital audio workstation software, such as GarageBand or Logic Pro, uh, you can control this and you have access to all the keyboards, drum machines. You can uh, do a pitch modulation. You can do a vibrato, uh, also the levels. Um, and then it has a lot of cool knobs you can use uh, the effects on. <laughs> I say that because it's just... It depends what keyboard software you plug in on what these knobs do. Does that make sense? Yeah. So I <laughs> uh, just, just twiddle your knobs. <laughs> so it's about a hundred dollars, and I tell you, you can get a lot done with this thing. It is awesome, and the drum pads here—they're uh, touch sensitive. So that's one of the things I want to talk about for Nerd Corner. You, little... you just want to get excited about your keyboard thingy. Yeah, that's it. It's awesome. Okay, there you go. <laughs> uh, I would, I would give you a demo, but all mm -hmm. our, our it's not plugged into it. Well, right, all, all our. But you can play it on the wires wall. are plugged okay, in you know, like that journey video when the guy's like one day <laughs> he plays on the back of the wall because he know. has to let the world know he's the keyboard player like dancing around yeah i know steve perry's like that he's, he's really intense like, singing one day yeah and, and then, then the, the keyboard, keyboard players <laughs> in the back playing keyboards on the wall awesome video journey amazing <laughs> <laughs> um, don't stop believing Thanks for that. Yeah, that, yeah, that, that was almost cool. It was, it, it was cool. <laughs> Don't deny that. Okay. You're, you're a Journey fan. You know it. What? Yeah. 
<laughs> okay, the journey continues. The journey continues. <laughs> All right, um, wheel in the sky. Okay, <laughs> so, um, platform of the week. Yes. Oh, hey, this is a good one. Okay, so we, we kind of have a couple of platforms, actually. Um, let me share back. Well, let's see, there we go. Okay, so our platform of the week. Um, well, I, I want to start off with Wattpad, actually, because Wattpad is... Uh, hello? Where is it? No! No, is our internet, internet working? Oh my gosh, I hope we're still online. I hope oh, we you are better still check. live. It's not going to say connection broken. <clears throat> and that Can could be a problem. Up? Are we, have we disappeared? Or are we still here? No, it is. Oh, it that's is weird. Wattpad. Okay, Wattpad just went down. Okay, screw Wattpad. We don't, we don't, we don't need Wattpad anymore. <laughs> we'll, we'll go to quote V. Okay. Um, so we were going to talk about Wattpad, um, which seems to be having some issues. Mm-hmm. But basically, there are a lot of platforms now for fan fiction and publishing your writing. Let me try again on Wattpad. Let's, sure. uh, let me stop Chef uh, a moment while I just mm-hmm. do that. Uh, dun, 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 dun. Let's give it another go because I think, oh, there we go. Oh, it's there back. Okay, okay. We, we've got it back. Um, da, da, da. Okay, there it is. So let's talk about Wattpad first. So what Wattpad is, is a place for writers to upload their stories. So what I like about it, Again, from the niche hunting perspective, yes, yes, Wattpad is really cool because it has all the you can really see what the most popular genres are right now. For and I would say the demographic is te- sort of late teens, mm-hmm. like mid to late teens, early 20s. It's kind of a similar demographic to Tumblr. Um, and I think what's really cool is it gives you these genre ideas for what is popular, uh, in fiction and. Some of them are really like different from what you would expect. Like when you browse Amazon for for fiction, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like you, you expect to see certain genres like inspiring fiction and classics and a lot of that sort of stuff. With Wattpad, it tends to be very much what the kids are into. So stuff like creepypasta. Uh, I love this one, Billionaire. <laughs> and you know, so what's interesting about Billionaire is it's Fifty Shades Grey. Oh, okay. So basically 50 Shades of Grey sparked an entire genre of girls who are just turned on by billionaires. Which, I mean, obviously you can kind of understand that. See, when I was a kid, it was all all about Richie Rich. Richie Rich. Yeah, he's like a little cartoon character who's like, he doesn't have a superpower. He's just super rich. He does cool stuff. Did he have a red room of pain though? No, he did not. Uh, see, the, that's, least, the, the cartoon didn't show it. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wait, did the kid from Richie Rich grow up to be the guy from Whoa! Fifty Shades of Grey? <laughs> Mind blown. Beginnings. Wow. Um, I have no idea what you're talking about. That's cool. Everyone out there, they know what I'm talking about. They all watch Rich and okay. Rich. Yeah. So, um, Billionaire is a good one. I, I think Werewolf is a fun one. I know. Oh, shapeshifters. Yeah. yeah. So, a lot of people come into our KDP group and they're all about the shifter erotica. Yeah, yeah. It's like a huge thing. There's like yetis and werewolves and were monkeys and wow I, I don't think there's where yeah, monkeys, yeah, I think. yeah it's like the island of dr monroe <laughs> <laughs> I, I just made that one up <laughs> um so let's let's click for example so like creepypasta that's a great one um and it just has all these stories that people have written based and what's interesting about this is that creepypasta has its own sub-genres within it oh, so wow. like jeff the killer that's like a whole sub-genre and Ben drowned, and like people. That's not up, Jeff Davidson, our friend. He's, no, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's not a killer. He's not a killer. Okay. Well, I don't know. You never know. Right. But, we'll have to, I'll have to I, message I, him later. I, I think. Hey, Jeff's man, you're not a killer, are you? Is, is he even here? Probably. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> Jeff. Um, no, it's a different. Joke. Okay. Okay. 
We know a lot of Jeffs. Like we this. do, There's yeah. A lot of Jeffs out there. Um, Laughing Jack. That's another one. So it's kind of interesting that they actually have their own sort of sub-genres of creepypasta. And of course, creepypasta has its own website where you can go and actually browse all the categories there as well. So it, it's kind of a rabbit hole. But so th that's Wattpad. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a place where you can just go and explore fiction genres. Okay. But okay. what I wanted to share also, there's a lot of other websites like Wattpad coming up. Mm -hmm. And there's a couple I want to hang on to because I think we can talk about them in um, perhaps in the group or in another, in another show. Okay. Um, but there's actually quite a lot of these kind of writing uh, websites coming mm, up platforms, now. Platforms, yeah. Mostly for teens and young people. It, it tends to be a lot of young people. It what, tends to be more what, women. What's interesting about that is like Facebook is having a really mm. hard time getting young people on their platform. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the younger demographics from like 12 all the way to, to early 20s are leaving Facebook or they're, not, nev they're never joining. They think of it as a place for old people. Boring place right, for but old where people. they are going are these fan fiction sites. And I think what, what else is interesting is I noticed teens are much more interested in imaginative stuff. Yeah. Like Facebook is not good for imagination. It doesn't really let you tell stories. Whoa, <clears throat> that's... Like, have you that's, noticed yeah, that people don't point. tell stories on Facebook? No, I mean, it's a place for memes and to get a point across. But it, I think they kind of created this by saying you have to use your real name. Oh, and I, I think see. it makes you kind of vulnerable when you tell... Like, I think a lot of people, more people than you think, write fiction, but they don't necessarily want to put their name behind it. Right, right. Especially if it's really weird or And I think a lot of fiction taboo. now is kind of weird and taboo. I think yeah. a lot of people write to sort of get that out of their, their thoughts. So, um, I, yeah, I, th I think these platforms are really important to watch for where sort of things are heading and what young people are doing on the internet. And, and we've seen this <clears throat> so many times. I mean, uh, all the way from like Five Nights at Freddy. It was, right. it was an independent video game by one person, I believe. It was Five Nights at Freddy's. And there was a whole genre of fan fiction around it. And Minecraft. We, Minecraft, that started Minecraft, off as sure a lot of fan fiction, yeah. To, um, Wattpad. So they do have fan fiction from mm -hmm. various genres. And I'm sure you can probably look in here and find... Um, Minecraft. I bet you this. I mean, what, what was it? Uh, was it Harold Bryan? Right? Oh, yeah, there was like Harold a whole Bryan. creepy pasta around Minecraft. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah. Abducted by Harold <laughs> Bryan. X readers. So there's, again, there's yeah. like these subgenres. All this was brewing way mm. before it reached massive hits. So the crazy thing is, right, if you play Minecraft, Hero Bryan is not really mentioned and i mean I've he doesn't it. exist he doesn't really exist it's right. like a fictional like an an additional fictional character that, that the the fans, fans themselves created. created for for the world and i think that i think that minecraft did sort of start putting easter eggs in because they saw this character was becoming like a big thing so yeah notch, notch gave, was kind of tongue-in-cheek about it yeah they gave like a little nod to the fans um so the other website i wanted to talk about so that was wattpad which is probably the one that started this sort of fan fiction. There's also fanfiction.net as well, actually, which is another website. It's the history but of Fifty Shades. That's, that's true. <laughs> so Fifty Shades are great. If, uh, of course, that started as Twilight. Uh, it was a fan fiction for Twilight. And what they did was they reskinned it. Instead of having a vampire, they had a billionaire. And she, she went on fan fiction, wrote this story. It was called Master of the Universe. <laughs> and it was really bad. It was really hardcore. In fact, she took it down because she got a lot of complaints about it. And then she rewrote it again, rewrote it again. And next thing you know, seven-figure book deal. Wow, and movies. Uh, and Right, all because of fan fiction from Twilight. Which, 
And, and I think that's kind of an interesting idea um, of reskinning stories. Like you could probably rewrite it with like Yetis or <laughs> like, I, I don't know, motorbike riders or like, you could probably skin it for different. <laughs> Hello, Catherine. <laughs> oh my, it is I, the Yeti billionaire. <laughs> 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 Boom, I got a million dollar idea right there. This should be business. Yes, like, yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can yell on that right. Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> great, where were we? Okay. So <laughs> Um, quote V. Oh yeah. Quote V. So um, yeah. So um, Midnight showed me quote V. Oh so, yes. Midnight is our fifteen-year-old daughter who is obsessed with um just everything. Online role fiction, playing. Role playing. Yes. Anime. She um, sleeps, breathes everything. In fact, both yeah. our daughters do. They are obsessed with anime and just pop culture, and it's all stuff that like you don't really see on regular TV or on in move. Well, I guess they like movie stuff. But mm -hmm. a lot of it is like really kind of obscure to us. Mm -hmm. But yet there's a huge following online and their friends at school are into this stuff. And we're just like, whoa. It's whoa. very, very hard to keep up with their interest. Like, yeah. it, like you, you need like an exceptionally high IQ just to <laughs> observe every, absorb everything they're into. And it's, it's like, what do they want for Christmas? Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. because oh, they write a list and it's like, I want, it's like, Danganronpa and it, it, Love Lives. It, yes, and, all and, these and a lot of these anime titles are just, they have the most like weird, wacky titles that you just go, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, okay. <laughs> I, I was just looking at the chat over here. I was missing the oh, chat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, cover design with Amelie says she writes on Wattpad. Oh, Jeff said we added his seat. <laughs> He's a serial killer. Uh, someone says, Good what if know. the monkeys were from the Wizard of Oz were were monkeys? Whoa. Whoa. Um, pair Good the monkey with a high position. That would be a real story. Someone make the Monkey King, the Emperor Gen. That's actually a really cool Whoa. idea. Uh, <clears throat> and Patricia says they, they call it the front page of the internet. So, um, Quote V, that was what we were talking about. Now, what's interesting about Quote V is that it really started as a fiction, fan fiction uh, site. But the other thing it has is quizzes. So I, I find it kind of interesting because the, the fiction is very much like Wattpad. Yeah. That they have similar kind of categories and they break it down in the same way. But this quizzes thing is just like such an odd thing to add to it. But I, f I was browsing through this and I was finding all kinds of like weird sort of ideas and um, like, what is your battle class? That's kind of an interesting one. And I feel like there's a lot of ideas in here that you could apply to creating a book or... So are these quizzes more to show off your enthusiasm or is they like introspective where they make you think about things you normally wouldn't think about? Um, and that's, that's interesting. I think it's kind of a mix of things. I think some of them are just fan quizzes. Like how much do you know about this TV show? Okay. Or they're like, which Riverdale character are you? Like that's, that's kind of a popular one. But I, I think there's also like, I mean, this one, like what is your deepest fear? Are you okay? This is a quiz designed to check your mental health. Oh, okay. Um, what is your dominant magical ability? Ooh. Now I feel like these kind of things would make great books. And in fact, there's, um, a journal company, and I think they're called Best Self. I think that's what they're called. And before you can buy their journal, they actually publish four different journals. Mm -hmm. And they have them, and they're guided journals, so they have prompts in. And what they do is uh, they have different prompts depending on your personality type. 
So if you have like an artistic personality type, uh, they might have more freeform questions. If you're like a goal-oriented person, they've more fo- the, the, the prompts in that book um, mm-hmm. are more sort of like uh, tailored towards fulfilling goals. So you, before you actually buy the journal, you have to take a personality test and they tell you which of the four journals they recommend you buy. So <laughs> oh, I think- this, this, you know, this reminds me of my telemarketing days. <laughs> yeah. When I was 16 years old, the very first job I had was a telemarketer. And, and one of the things we had to do was role play uh, uh, phone ex, you know, when we, mm-hmm. when we call. And they said, the person asking the question is in control of the conversation. And they said, you could control a conversation by deciding what questions to ask. And so we were trained to ask very specific questions. It was for people, I think it was refinancing uh, back in the day. And so it was really I, interesting. I say, when, you, when you make me tea, do you prefer making it in the red cup or a white cup? Ah, I see what you're doing there. <laughs> Translation, make me some tea. <laughs> <laughs> it works, it works. See? Uh, <laughs> see, when you know, you know. <laughs> you live with me long enough. Um, so wait, what were we talking about? Asking questions. Yeah, asking questions. Yes. The, the thing. Um, yeah, and I, I think well, there's also some marketing tricks here. It's like everyone considers themselves an introvert on some level. Like you ask people, and very few people say, "Oh no, I'm an extrovert. I'm very confident in front of people." Like deep down, everyone's kind of scared. Yeah, I'm shy. I don't want to put like, my face we're up all there. Scared. Everyone's anxious. Everyone has insecurities. Um. So what you do is you're like. Do, do you suffer from anxiety? Do you suffer from, do you have some sense of insecurity? And everyone says yes, deep down. Like, and, and the crazy thing is, it's like everyone publicly goes, I'm a strong, confident woman. I'm an independent woman. I'm very tough. But deep down, we're all like, ah, imposter syndrome. Because if you don't, you're a psychopath. Well, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's kind of funny. It's like, it, there, there's like a definite sort of psychology to a lot of these things. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of almost telling people what they want to hear. And I think that's, I think that's kind of the secret behind a lot of like the magic groups and the law of attraction groups. And it kind of feeds into what people want to hear. So you think asking questions <laughs> is feeding into what people want to hear? I think asking loaded questions. Like, are you an introvert? I feel like uh, you could probably do the statistics on it, but probably something like 70 to 80. Challenge accepted. Yeah. But also it taps into that sense that everyone wants to feel that something's personalized for them. Mm. So if you see something and you go, oh, this is for high. Oh, that's another one. Like, oh, the indigo children. So everyone's like, oh, my child is an indigo child and I'm a highly sensitive person. And like you kind of everyone sort of diagnoses themselves with these things. And so it's like you create the book that taps into it or the model that taps into it. And then people are like, wow, this was made just for me. But it's like, it's like cold reading, right? It's like, you know, when in the old days, a psychic would stand up and be like, "Mm, I have a message for someone who has an uncle who died. And it's like, find me someone who does have a dead (laughs) uncle. It's like, you just, you go down that path and you're like, oh, oh, well, let me see. Did your uncle's name, it it, it had a hard sound. It was Bob. Like it's it's Whoa. it's kind of a modern. Have a message from Bard from the dead. Right, it's like a modern equivalent <laughs> of cold reading. Um, what what were we talking? Oh yeah, qu- quizzes. Quizzes. We yeah. we keep going down these rabbit holes. So anyway, you can use uh, quizzes to find ideas for um like your books things like that um i i also like i i don't know but i wonder whether so the thing with wattpad mm-hmm. 
is that you can use Wattpad as almost like a sample. So you put like little bits of your story or you write a short story and it acts as a taster for people who might enjoy your whole story oh, okay. or your complete story. So you can actually use not as direct marketing, like you can't use these sites for direct marketing, but you can do it to give out a funnel, taster. Funnel. Funnel. Yeah, funnel. exactly. Funnel. Um, you, you can do it to give people a taster of the world that you're creating. Yeah. Or the, the I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm laughing at Emily. Bloody McDonald's. Always asking if I want a medium or large combo. I want a small. So again, <laughs> can I, can I supersize that for you? Right. right? They, they yeah questions and they kind of control you with the questions so anyway so Wattpad and uh, QuoteV so it's QuoteV.com are our uh, platforms of the week there are a lot more yeah it's, like a, it's a huge huge the whole topic. genre of fan fiction and creating short stories huge right now so if you can find a way to sort of tap into that um, I also wonder about creating stories about products or creating products based on stories Ooh. so like my i i don't know like the holy grail of marketing right there well it kind of is like if you can create like a fictional world mm -hmm. i mean you can sell like dolls of the characters or you can sell um like maps of a world that you've created or you could do something more indirect like maybe you write oh like you write a story about like kids that played with like a certain type of ouija board and then you like create the actual oh, ouija board yes. to sell it or something like that you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you can you can kind of create products based off a story or you can write a story based around a product it's going back to the created. mattel's heydays in the 80s when yeah, they sold all the, like the toys he-man he barbie they had a whole collection and they were, they were pumping these out like crazy back in the day. You can do it day. in kind of a supple sort of... Yeah. I'm, I've got my evil marketer brain on today. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not, I'm not really evil. I'm just... I kind of got my evil marketer head on today. Um, okay, so let's talk... Ooh, um, cool stuff. I, I have a quick one for cool stuff. This is something I talked about in our KDP group this week. Uh, let me do a screen share. There we go. Okay. Um, so I have no affiliation with these people. I know nothing about them. I just saw it on Facebook and I thought this was the coolest thing ever. These people have a labyrinth summer school and they just make labyrinths. Wait, I love There was one they were making labyrinths with little stones. Oh, there it is. Like, how cool is that? They're all making their labyrinths. That's actually really, really cool. So a quick story. When I was at college doing performance studies, one of the things we did was an interactive performance. And my friend Jenna and I, we put together an interactive labyrinth. And we, Whoa, that's pretty cool. And I got really into the idea of labyrinths. So labyrinths have a lot of history. Mm -hmm. There's uh, cathedrals. Um, I wonder if I can stop that clicking because that's annoying me. Mm -hmm. uh, there we go. Um, I, uh, labyrinths are in a lot of cathedrals in Europe. Oh, okay. And if you are like sick and, or, or old or you can't travel, some people use labyrinths to do like pilgrimages. Yeah, so yeah. if you can't actually go on a pilgrimage, instead what you do is walk slowly around a labyrinth and meditate. That's pretty and, cool. And sort of think as, as you take that journey. Um, and labyrinths are used in a lot of other uh, ways. Actually, stay there. Talk to, talk mm -hmm. to the people for a moment because I think I have a book. Oh, yeah. Um, one of the things this reminds me of, of uh, Pablo Cojillo has a book called The Pilgrimage. 
And in that book, he goes on this crazy spiritual journey that's like really out there, especially for us Westerners. And uh, one of the assignments he has is called uh, the slow walk exercise or slowly, uh, yeah, slow walk exercise. And the idea is, is that you change the pace of your walking for 20 minutes a day. So uh, what he would do, he'd have to walk really, really slow for 20 minutes. And the point of the exercise was that it would cause you to kind of really observe your surroundings. And you have a new perspective on, I guess, on your life in general. Um, we, we tend to walk in the same pace. Maybe we walk fast uh, or we have our usual walk. But when you walk slowly, it really causes you to think about things that you normally would not think about. Yeah, so there's, um, I'm, I'm trying to see if they have a picture. Oh, there it is. Hold on. Uh, so there is a brand of uh, birth preparation kind of like all so like when you're having a baby they all try and get you to do all these different um there's all these different sort of styles of birth preparation like the bradley method and i've forgotten the other ones it's been 10 years <laughs> um but they have this this company called birthing from within have a big thing about labyrinths see so they have there's the labyrinth in the the mom there um and they get people drawing labyrinths and they use labyrinths as meditation techniques um so when you're thinking about your baby you can draw the, the sort of labyrinth and meditate on what your baby is going to be like how you're going to cope in labor and i was really thinking about this idea of labyrinths as representing a journey or representing some kind of like just giving you some kind of focus yeah, yeah. While, while you're meditating. Kind of like mandalas. Mandalas are very similar. Uh, like I know a lot of people like coloring mandalas, mm -hmm. drawing mandalas, making them in the sand, all those beautiful patterns. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was really thinking about how you could use labyrinths in your book. So like if you wanted to write a book for like maybe people who are in recovery or maybe people who are like trying to do something like lose weight, mm -hmm. perhaps you could get them drawing labyrinths in your book, or perhaps you could draw part of a labyrinth and sort of guide them through the process visually. Whoa, like a conceptual pilgrimage. Right, right. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I, I think there's a lot of sort of processes you go through in life, like maybe a grief. Like if you're grieving, you could perhaps draw a labyrinth to sort of help you focus on different aspects. Oh, so what I was talking about, we were, when we were at college, the labyrinth that we built, um, my, my friend Jenna and I, we marked it out on the floor, I think with tape, mm -hmm. and we got people to come and walk around it, and we created it for healing. And we were like, oh, what's wrong with you? Like when you came in, it was like, how are you feeling? Are you physically feeling okay? And if people weren't feeling physically okay, we offered them like Tylenol or Band-Aids or like a shoulder rub or whatever, like whatever they needed to feel physically okay. Mm -hmm. If they were feeling psychologically not okay, we had like a jar of affirmations and positive thoughts we could give them. Oh, wow. So it was like a healing labyrinth. It was like, come and join us in our healing labyrinth. And then we kind of guided them around it. So it was like a little journey, but in a very small space. Yeah, yeah. But we got them to sort of walk around it super slowly, as you, as you yeah, were talking yeah. about. So I, I think there's a lot of power in this idea of creating a journey in a small space. And a book is a small space. A page yeah. is a small space. The other thought I had with this is that this could work really well. You know how people use infographics on Instagram and Pinterest mm -hmm. and how infographics, or particularly Pinterest, um, and infographics are really big in marketing. You could use labyrinths for your infographics 
and you could maybe use them for something more complicated like i don't know how do i use tangent templates and then you could do an inf like a labyrinth of like okay your first step is like create the choose the interior you want and choose your page count and perhaps you could draw that out that as a labyrinth is. okay you know where my brain goes it's a completely different direction awesome. uh remember we talked about retail stores and how yeah. retail stores are boring yeah and how like you need to have something interesting in a retail store Okay, one of the things that I think is really cool is like when you have a haunted house, a homemade haunted house is you have a very small space, but you create kind of a maze and you create corridors to make oh, this small yeah, yeah. space look huge. And it's like a journey. Like you're going to go in through like someone's garage, but you're going to get scared through like, you know, all kinds of stuff's going to be popping up at you and you don't know what's going to happen next. Is this not Ikea? <laughs> Ikea is a bad example of a labyrinth. <laughs> Ikea is a horrible labyrinth. No, but, but, but I think the concept, I, I think you can take the concept of a labyrinth and gamify it and make a shopping experience a thousand times more enjoyable. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's taking the sort of experience. Of, yes. Because like people will say, but I want to be like rushed in and I just want to shop and get out of there. But I think we're moving away from that because I think people who feel like, no, I just want to shop and get out. Just go there, online and get it they're delivered. They're going to be ordering yeah. Prime now. Yeah. So I think what you're saying is actually really interesting because I think a lot of stores are trying to be more experiential. And that's becoming like a, a big thing of like, okay, what can a brick and mortar store offer that online shopping can't? So I, I think you want some. And shelf space is a really huge thing. Was it like, like what's the what product per square footage? There's some kind of math they use for retail oh, yeah. space. Right. So, I mean, if you're able to like have a labyrinth where people walk through a really short uh, corridors, you can probably utilize the space a lot more aside from it being entertaining. Lorraine says something really cool. She mm -hmm. says, we have two labyrinths at our church. There are people that visit one in every city they go to. Oh, that's pretty so, cool. You know what's big in England? They like hedge mazes. Hedge mazes. Okay. Yeah, and they're, they're really pretty. People have hedge Aww. mazes, like big stately homes. They make these hedge mazes. It's kind of like that thing in that Harry Potter movie. So, yeah, they, I don't know. They have... they, like some kid like died in a maze or something. <laughs> That's a while ago. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I fail as a nerd because I'm not that versed in Harry Potter. Was uh, choose your own adventure books. Yeah, yeah, I because can see that. Because I think like the idea of like what if you can interact with a book and the book takes you on a journey? Is there a way of using the pages to kind of guide your journey? And I thought of choose your own adventure. So when I was a kid, I always liked those books that have like, okay, you see a dragon. Do you fight the dragon or do you run away? If you fight, go to page 10. If you run away, go to page three. And you like go, okay, I'm going to fight the dragon. Right, but you got to keep your thumb on the previous right, page just in case you die, right? right? And obviously you go to page 10, the dragon eats, just eats your you head. It's crazy. Okay. Go back again. Right, okay, I'll run away. Then. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I feel like that's, and I wonder if you can do like choose your own adventure journals. Mm. Like you can... There's a thought brewing there. There is. Okay, so um, let's move on. Oh, we've got one thing left. We we're going to do the big debate. Ooh, we've, what we've is got to the be quick big debate? It's almost five o'clock. Okay. Hold on, um, I've got a screen share. Oh, you're going to like this one, Isaac. This is fun. Okay, so I read a story today on the BBC. Mm -hmm. Um, here it is. This girl, right? Oh, wait, where's she gone? Come back, come back, lady. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I tattooed my face. So I couldn't get a normal job. <laughs> That's like the slogan for every mumble rapper on the planet. I, I tattooed my face. Actually, she's a very beautiful girl. And she, she can kind of cover it up. So yeah, it's, well, it's a she, little bit yeah. like, okay, I, I see what you did. Yeah. Um, I, there. So she oh, put, wow. Yeah, that's what she did. So she tattooed her face so she couldn't get a normal job. Now, it was funny because this actually stood out to me. 
because I remember many years ago when I was, so I, I, I left, I, I worked as a software engineer from when I was 18 to when I was 22 mm-hmm. and I had autumn. And, and then I left my job as a software engineer and I was like, oh, I'm fed up with like workforce and all of this sort of thing. And I got my nose pierced after autumn was born. She was just a baby. And I was like, good, I'm doing that so that I never have to do anything in life that requires me to take my nose ring out. If I have to take my nose ring out, it is not for me. And I was living on a very conservative island and everyone wears suits to work or it's all private banks, everyone wears suits to work. And I was like, I never want to join this workforce. I don't want to be part of this. And so in my own little way, and I was only 22, so I was yeah, kind of yes. like, at the world. Um, it was like my little bit of rebellion of like, I, I don't want to join the workforce. I don't. And it was funny because I, I actually, I got my MBA for the same reason. I was like, yeah, I don't ever want to have to make the coffee for the boss. So I'm going to get an MBA because like, if you, of course it doesn't work. You still end up, I make you coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but anyway, so I, I kind of sort of, um, like, I I know it sounds kind of extreme, but I sort of understand where she was coming from and what she did actually, when you read it, it makes a bit more sense. Like the, the story, the the headlines a bit sensationalized, but when you read it, what actually happened, she became an apprentice in a tattoo parlor Mm -hmm. and she was super committed to working in tattoo parlor. So as a sign of her commitment to the job and to not having a normal job, like to being an artist, she said, I'm going to tattoo my face because then that is like a commitment to being an artist, to being a tattoo artist. I, you know, it reminds mm-hmm. me of, was it, I believe, was it Napoleon who would send his troops out to war and then burn the ships right. so that they couldn't escape. And, and it goes back to the art of war. If, if, if you want to win a battle, you have to put your men in a position where there is no exit There's strategy. No they There's... have nowhere to go, but they, no choice but to fight. So to do something you love, to do something you absolutely love in life, you're going to sacrifice everything. You'll put yourself in a position where the only thing you can do is do that thing you love. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of symbolic of what she did. But what, what it made me think about is, and I know people have asked this a few times in our group, it's like, how should you put your name on things? Should you make things personal? And I, I, I think this is something that's very close it's, to my yeah, heart, like it's... totally. I mean, I have like Catherine.com and I, it, it's like, it, it, it's weird because if I want to do something that's off brand, it's like, I feel like, oh, I can't, like, if I want to like try out, like I've, I've written Yeti porn. Right, right, right. I haven't actually written Yeti porn, but if I was that writing you know Yeti porn. Well, you don't know of it. <laughs> um, if, let's say I was writing Yeti Erotica. I, it would be hard for me to put that in my name because it would be kind of confusing to people who follow me for like e-commerce or for other stuff. And you kind of like it, it, but at the same time, I feel like having a personal brand is probably the strongest, like you can't get more convincing or more persuasive yeah. than being yourself and putting yourself in and saying, this is my name, this is who I am, this is what I believe, this is my values. Like that's very strong if you're making products or if you're selling a service. Um, I mean, I think teachers especially, like, I mean, I think about like our singing teacher. It's like, I don't really want to ever go to another singing teacher because I love the way she teaches and I love her personal sort of values and brand. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very powerful putting yourself into a brand. But I do think, and I think also it can be scary. Like if your competitors sort of like looking at you or attacking you or like being out there can be a little bit scary because 
there's a lot of dirty marketers out there. There's a lot of sort of other things that go on. Um, so I, I don't know. What do you like? I, I think I think you're pretty invested in this. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh the tattoo! I can't you, show you it. Can't even do it. I know you're, you're, my arm doesn't wait, twist that way. There you go. You can see it. Yeah, you, you've got the tangent logo. I do. Yeah. Uh, well, that that that's. I don't know. I, I feel that's a little bit different for me. Um, <laughs> it, it was it was more of a of a milestone and a stepping stone, and what it it represents something very very special to me. So uh, that's. Uh, it was more you put your identity into the brand than you put the brand on you. Well, well, yeah, well, and the symbol itself has some historical reference. Um, it's actually an ancient alchemy symbol. Wow. And so, this is yeah. like witchcraft and Satanism, Isaac. What, what's going on? Oh, okay. They will never know. It's a sigil. <laughs> it's a sigil. <laughs> yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So um, I, I don't know. It's a little bit different for me, but I, I, I don't know. I'm kind of, my heart wants to say yes. Get the tattoo on your face go go back so you're i mean put yourself in a position where there is no exit strategy but then my brain's like don't do it unless you're absolutely absolutely sure because i mean should a 20 year old do that i don't know because are they going to be like 30 40 years old and have a regret i think tattoos are like that in general though so i mean like i i, I remember and i got my first tattoo my thought was you know and choosing not to have a tattoo is a choice like i could die like in five years right, time right. and never have got a tattoo. And so that would be a choice to not have a tattoo. Okay, let me put things in perspective. Okay, you have Sid, right? He loves Roblox and he wants to start a YouTube channel of Roblox and he wants to show his dedication. So he decides to get a Roblox facial <laughs> tattoo. That's would you support no, that? No, I, I would say no, my baby don't, don't get a right, But what if you tell you, this is his heart. This is where he wants to go in life. This is where his I think if it wasn't is. on his face, I might be. And if it wasn't Roblox. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Again, you, you see, you threw these conditions. And this is what society does. They throw conditions. It's cool if. It's cool it's if. And so we all suddenly become the judge. I think everyone should do what they want to do. And I think, it, I mean, I, I don't judge her. I, I totally get where she's coming from. Um, I, I think it's, you, you gave me a difficult suggestion because you put my 10 year old son in got You got to go no, for the jugular. Honestly, you got to, yeah. No, no, no. But right, Autumn, she's almost 18. If, if she said, I, I'm going to get a facial tattoo of something, then I, I think I'd be okay with it if she'd considered it through and she knew what she was doing. What if it was like, it, it was like an IP, some type of intellectual, like obscure anime. I, I think my problem with IP and like having something like Roblox is that it's a fad and it's going to like, I feel right. there's a million things that I could have had tattooed on. Like you wouldn't really want like, I don't know, Bros or New Kids on the Block or something. If I got a tattoo in my 20s, I would have been very, very sad about it today. Because I would, try, I'm a very, very different person. My belief system, everything changed from my 20s to where I'm at You'd now. You had like He-Man. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Masters of the universe. Not Fifty Shades. The not, actual, not the right, right. Shades the actual master. master. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I, I don't know. Should you have a personal brand? Maybe. Our, our big debates are terrible. I, we, yeah, we just, just always end up with maybe, maybe if you feel like I it. Know. I don't know. You can if you want. Yeah, yeah. Um, Heck yeah, get a personal brand. Put your name on it. Go market yourself. It on your face. Who's gonna copy that? Yeah. Wow. You got to be really just mm, okay. assertive and direct when wow. you're marketing. I like this. Yeah. There yeah. we go. <laughs> right. okay, guys, we are going. Um, uh, I hope you enjoyed the show and the craziness that is the Tangent Show. We had a lovely time talking to you guys. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, do come and join us wherever you can find us online. We are in our KDP group most of the time. Uh, that is at facebook.com 
slash groups slash Amazon create space. Yes, it's KDP group. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also send us messages. Hi at Catherine.com. Um, I don't know. Just find us on Facebook. We'll talk That's to you. Um, and buy tangent templates. Buy tangent it's templates. It's a great software tool. You can make mm-hmm. books, put them on KDP. See, I said this show wasn't about marketing, but, but I'm is. like, buy tangent yeah. templates. And, and get great. a facial tattoo. And get face tattoos. All right, guys, have a great evening. Have a great weekend. We love you. Thank you for trying, tuning in. And we will see you next week on Friday night. Oh, and come to my book club on Tuesday morning. It's at 11 o'clock California time. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Bye. You just watched The Tangent Show. If you loved it, don't forget to hit that subscribe button.